For June, what's the date? June twenty second, episode sixty. Come on, all right. Come on, guy, right. get it together here. We don't have a calendar. What's going on, Bills fans? What's going on, non Bills fans? We're equal opportunity for your ears. It's your host David we're, Palermo, wait, co-host David. David, I'm Dave. We're, Find me at Numb Bills fan on Twitter. Yeah, we're biased. Next, we're, who yeah. are you? Who tell? It's your main man, Adam Deacon. Find me on Twitter at numbillsadamd. There is a bug flying around. I don't know what the hell it is, and I am not excited for it. Yo, I'm your in-house exterminator. Don't yeah, Deacon just here. crushed a wasp. He totally did it for me. I think that was. I think that was a hornet. You think so? I think so. The hornet was so pretty. I was trying to eat a dead flower. A dead rose that I pulled off of uh, the rose bush next to my door and gave to my girlfriend. It and, was uh, bigger than Muggsy Bogues. She already lives here, so she walked no, by it a lot. No hornet jokes? I am too dumb. Oh, wow. Got it. Dude, Muggsy Bogues in NBA Jam oh. was amazing. Oh, he was lights out, man. Lights out. Oh. Remember, we used to play NBA Jam all the time. The, the PS3 remake, yeah, we used uh, to tear that. Uh, I think we, they still don't. They still do updates, or they did. No, they don't. I got it for my phone. I don't know if I really like it though. Oh, uh, the phone version's a pile of shit. Oh, that we were addicted. Sorry, sorry and, but it's just it's not the same. But yeah, there was. I a, got that remote thing though. I don't think it works with that because it's from EA, and the EA games won't work. With yeah. the dumbass controller. That's un- that's unfortunate. Actually, it's dumbass EA. What are you doing, EA? Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. We love EA. Yeah, I mean, you can do no wrong. We'll we'll buy your games. Um, especially that. What is it? Madden. That's that's a good one. Yeah, Madden is uh pretty sweet. We're actually going to have the creative director Rex Dixon from EA Sports Madden NFL. Come on our show and talk to oh, us about shit. Madden. Yeah, I'm going to ask him, wow, Bills, Bills are killing it. I really love the 85 Tyrod Taylor. Very usable. Until I, I go into Madden, until I go to my Madden franchise with the Building the Herd guys, I, I, I figured Kaepernick would be solid, but I go from Tyrod Taylor to Kaepernick, and I'm a little, uh, you know, and... I'm a little down. But it'll be really interesting to talk to him. It's one of those... I really hope he's down to chill, like our last guest, Matt Brunson from the Van Crowbar, checked out our last podcast, if you want to know what's up with Rob Ryan, a little callback, you know, from a New Orleans fan, really great, one of our favorite podcasts, I would say. Yeah, that, um, was, that was a really fun time. But if Rex is down to chill, I'd really love to pick his brain, obviously, you know, there might be some things he can't be too honest about because I don't want him to get in trouble with his job. Or, you know, we have to be, we have to understand, 
you know, this is this man's livelihood. Oh, yeah. But, but there's I mean, definitely some definitely... cool things that I would like to know. I've been playing Madden since its oh, I'm inception. Sure we'll, we'll have a bunch of really awful questions for him to answer. <laughs> yeah, but I'm actually going to go on the forums of, of, of Madden and stuff. Like, anytime I look up information, I'm very obsessed with Madden. It's like the one game I've consistently played. I mean, I used to play Doom and I'll essentially do. I don't really do Call of Duty or all that crap anymore, but no. that said, I did the division. I think it's a waste of time. You got me. All right, that's another thing. But, yeah, I can't wait to just see, you know, what's the nuts and bolts behind Madden. It's amazing. It's amazing. But at you the same time, there, I want to ask questions for him that the Madden community might want answers, frankly. You know, just what's the deal with this? What's the deal with that? Like, one question so I have is... what you're saying is you're going to ask him about his nuts and bolts. What I'm saying is I want to know what the nuts and bolts are working here for a solid formula here to get some coins would and you, man an ultimate team. It's taking me a long time. ultimately say, though, you're more interested in the bolts yes. than the nuts? Well, it depends how they work together, so... It depends. You know, is it a cross-thread? Or are we going... All right, all right. This, this, is, this is crashing and burning, Dave. This joke isn't funny. <laughs> it's my bad, because I thought of it. I don't know we were talking... What? what? But, it, but no, no. What, it, it will be really cool to get, get you know, some behind-the-scenes Q&A with one of the minds that's... Working, you know, closest with... with Last I checked, creative, and then the word director after it, pretty fucking big deal. Yeah, that's boss. Yeah, that's like... If my business card, A, existed, and B, said creative director, can I be our creative director? A. You're creative? No, absolutely (laughs) not. Why don't you go, you know, over there, try to direct some traffic. I'll let you start with my dogs. Get my dog to go to his crate. Which you can, I have two dogs. So you might get one of them out of the two to listen. And we'll start with that direction. You got I, two dogs. I don't want to know what happens in the bathroom you. Got, you. <laughs> you got two dogs and you're still the third smartest in the house. <laughs> yeah, okay. Wait, I'm smarter than my girlfriend? Or are you calling her a dog? Oh. I was just leaving her right out of see? this. You see what you just did here? All of the above. Sorry, Aaron. We know you're listening. Well, in other news. We know you're not. The... <laughs> yeah, who cares? In other news, the Cleveland Cavaliers won an NBA title. Okay. Immediately. All right, so so what's what's the Bills fan reaction here? What, um, what, what, what well, what happens next? How does this pertain to us? Well, I know one person. It's just one. I know one guy on Twitter that said the Buffalo Bills playoff drought is over. Cleveland won the big one. Buffalo Bills. Cleveland. Hashtags. Okay, so yeah, we get on. We that's get on what line. I that's what I tweeted. We get online <laughs> that night, that next morning. 
And oh my god, like I love my I love my fellow Bills fans, but sometimes y'all be reaching. <laughs> like, how is this even related? How is their lack of championships have anything to do with our lack of championships? Y'all make me laugh. Well, it's like these championships are like uh, it, it's the championships and playoffs. It's like a I mean, cycle like of optimism. it's a cycle of cities. If you have thirty two teams. Well, eventually, no shit, one of them is going to, I just whistled, no shit, one of them eventually is going to, is like, soon it's going to be, wow, Boston, you know, the Patriots haven't, well, I don't know if that's soon, if that's a good example. Like, it could be Green Bay. Bit, it, okay, let, let's go with Green okay, Bay. Let's okay, say something right, happens right. to Aaron Rodgers. Well, Green Bay hasn't had a championship in Wisconsin in a long time. It's been a long, it's been 20 years since. Yeah, it's like, a, well, like uh, Big Banner, you know, yeah. Pittsburgh prime example. Like, I was talking about that the other day with somebody. How do you know the Pittsburgh Steelers won't go with the Pittsburgh Pirates? Anything can happen. If you're going to say the Bills were not going to make the playoffs for 16 years, albeit maybe this is where I go blame the Patriots here. You know what's okay? The deck is the the deck is stacked against them. You have a repeated. Okay, when hey, I remember back in fire, the, I so remember much back cheating. in the day when them Patriots had some ugly ass uniforms and, and they, they couldn't sucked. make the playoffs and they couldn't sell tickets. Like I remember that. So all yeah. right, remember when Parcells took Drew Bledsoe over that other guy? We don't remember his name because no one gives a fuck about him because he didn't fucking matter. Remember that guy? Yeah, I don't, but. Parcells did pick Bledsoe because he was younger. That's why. Did you know that? Well, I knew that. <laughs> Don't look at me stupid. Just nod. Yeah. I, uh, I, okay, Dave. Yeah, Dad, I got Tell you. me more. Let's go. Let's go, Dad. Moral of the story. What is Moral it? of the story is Cleveland was due. Okay? It, it, it was... It was... Detroit Lions not making the playoffs. I mean, and then it becomes, well, they only have one championship. Okay, I'm sorry, but like sports, we have this thing called the human element. And last I checked, a lot of the times, the guys, until even just recently, wearing the zebra shirts, are old as dirt. And they can't see. And they make bad calls. And it's a brotherhood. And they're backing up. Or if there's a woman there, everybody has their back. You want to keep a PC, whatever you got to do. Everybody has each other's back. And it's a little fraternity. I don't know. Fraternity. Whatever words I'm trying to say. They're your friends. You're going to back them up. And that's what we see consistently. And not for nothing. It should be, I really think, how deep did you get into the playoffs necessarily? Not even did you make it to the big dance, but like, were you like a top four team in the league out of 32? I think that's kind of sweet. Now, yeah. did you win a chance? You know, like, it, especially in football or, you know, it's like, there's a lot of bullshit. Why don't you queue up the Giants in the Bills game? Two bullshit calls and the Bills lose that game. Negating like a Tyrod Taylor forty-four yard touchdown run or something crazy like that, on on a baloney holding call or chop block that wasn't even a chop block or even close. No, I mean you know like here here's the thing that I think gets overlooked all the time when people talk about this playoff drought, man. So we make it in, then what? So we get in on a wild card berth, and we get eliminated first round. 
Then what? Oh, you know. Oh, I got it. I got. Like, I, I hear what, this. On, what do we say that? Hold on, hold on. I hear this on the radio all the time. I hear these guys. Yeah, you know that they, they they start going. Hey, let me tell you something. Yeah, what's that? Hi, I'm just gonna call it out. Hi, hey there. You can't do the John Murphy impression. John, I'm not gonna discount you. I'm not gonna disrespect you. But I'm gonna just. Hey, welcome to the John Murphy Show. I'm gonna take your call. Yada yada yada. Let me tell you something, John. <laughs> I've been seeing this thing older since my dad banged my mom at the rock pile. And I actually came out in the rock pile. And let me tell you something. What a great stadium. Remember seat 326, aisle four, or whatever the hell this guy wants to say, which he's pretty much saying that, like, I am so old, I have dust in my ass crack, and really... Um, I haven't been out in the sun in a while because I'm really decrepit, and that's how big of a Bills fan I am because I live this team. But I don't know what's up with that running back, though. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Goes on about a thing, and then John Murphy just hits the brakes and goes, wait, so that guy, that guy, well, I don't know his name, but wait, you're such a diehard fan. (laughs) This is that same asshole that calls in, you know, it's been 16 years. It's been 16 years. And you're going to say, we've been in the playoffs one in 17 years. What the hell are you expect of this franchise? Well, guess what, motherfucker? I am not waiting 20 years for that fucking number. If we are incredibly lucky enough to get to the playoffs 20 years in a row with no issues, okay, to have that turn around. I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm also sick of hearing about the 90s Bills. Sorry. I love it. I love that. But, like, it sucks that we're hanging our hat on the guys in the 90s still. I get it. It does suck. But Cleveland has nothing to do with us. Like, like right. nothing. Who gives and a shit? We have new owners. It's, a f- it, it's totally I look, different. I want to look at the reality of this here. And here is the fundamental difference. Between that situation and the Buffalo situation. The Cleveland Cavaliers have arguably the greatest player to suit up and play the sport. Now, there's a lot of people who are going to say, no, 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 he's not. But he's in the conversation. LeBron James, whether you like him, dislike him, he's the fucking man. He put that team on his back and came back and won that series down 3-1. It, it had never been done. And, you know, not for nothing, how many times? Now, I'm not trying to dis- discount the Bills, but we don't have a dude on our team right now where we're like, yo, he might be the best football player to ever play football. We don't have that element. He's one of five starters on the floor. How many guys suit up on on an NBA team nightly? I mean, I like think... Like, what's the roster? Like, 12? I think it's 13. Okay. So, you have one out of 13 that can do that for you. You got to have, if you want to do that, almost two people out of 22. And, oh, by the way, if you want to do starters, that's two out of 22. We're not including the bench. So, you got to have pretty much two people to one in football. What are the odds that those two stars are stars that make everything else work? Like having a sol- like having a JJ Watt 
with an awesome quarterback. You know what I mean? That's right. I right. mean, Peyton Manning had some decent guys on defense, but their defense wasn't always good. Or no, any, like, but I get what really you're saying. Good. Like, if you get two superstars on one on one basketball even if they're roster, on one side of the team, you, that's a that's a high percentage of that team. That superstars. I mean, that's you know, forty percent of the guys on the floor. Like, what's up? And 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 you know what's funny is we're gonna actually roll into a point right now, whereas if the goal is talent on the team, look at the caliber of talent the Bills have steadily been adding to this team. You could finally say they plateaued if you want to say they didn't make any big signings, but I think they plateaued the year prior because we're going in. I'm like, and I don't even care if they don't have a first round pick. Cause I don't that's know where, where they I'm put at them in. With this. That is exactly where I'm at with all this. I don't want it to be like, oh, Cleveland, Cleveland got their chip. Now we're up. No, like if we're up, it's because we got a, a, a coach in who's got a little bit of a backbone. Maybe his mouth is bigger than you like. Maybe it's not. I I think it's great that we have a guy who believes in what he's trying to do. Like what what. We were talking about this earlier. What's he going to come out there and say? Oh, we won the offseason. They wanted to shred him for saying we won the offseason. Like, what's he going to do? Say, oh, you know, I don't think the guys we drafted are that good. I don't think they're going to cut it. Maybe we'll make it. Maybe we won't. Is that uh, – what do you want him to say here? You, you can't shred him for saying, like, yeah, we, we kicked some ass in the offseason. They got two of the guys that they had on their board for, for, for first round. Like, they were ready to go Reggie Ragland at 19. They never thought they were going to get Shaq Lawson. Now, yeah, he's had a setback. He went and had that shoulder surgery. It's not like he's not on the team. It's not like he's not going to play. It's not like he's disconnected mentally. He's he's still doing his work. From everything I hear, he's still doing his work. So, I mean... I want it to be when when we come when when we come up it's because our team put the play the the players into position got out there and won and won as a team. You know what I mean not because some some superstitious whatever whatever you want to call it not cuz oh we're due cuz like it's been X number of years because some other team won their championship. No, no. I want it to be because, because we're the most badass team on the block and nobody can beat us. You could say Bruce Smith, Jim Cully. Yeah. I know I'm bringing it back to 90s Bills, but I mean. I mean, there were a lot of, there were a lot of. But really that, but that is the truth. I mean, they're wearing gold jackets. But and like, then you throw, you throw Thurman look, and, and, and Andre in there. You had a lot of star power on that team. Tasker, as much as I don't want to bring it up, even guys that don't make the cut to them, like like to the Hall of Fame, like Biscuit and, and, and you know. I think Tasker Talley, will get in. Like, I, I think Tasker will eventually will, too. I think he Tasker will get in there. Well, think about it. So, so check it. That's so much talent that's got to be stacked. So much talent. And, and and when you got guys like you're saying about this this whole draft deal here, you know I think this team is I don't know if they if whoever it is intended to do this or not, or if this is how it always goes, but they have like three positions to four positions I could think of that are just staggered. 
in pay scales. Example, defensive tackle, aging veteran, Kyle Williams. When he initially signed his first contract, he was a top guy. Now, was he getting dumb money? No. You know, but then underneath right. him, I'm you have Darius getting dumb money. What if this Washington kid comes to fruition, and now this kid is on the cheap, Darius is going into his third contract, this kid signs his next one, you kind of might lose that guy. Look at, but you might not. But look at Stephon Gilmore, Ronald Darby. Do you not think that they saw maybe this coming or something and not having trust in Leotis McCalvin to keep him around? Like, I... I'm not saying best player available, but maybe. But Rex wants a certain corner or whatever it is. Great choice. I don't care how it worked out. But we thought our D-line and linebackers were freaking set. You know, I was actually reading an article today, though, too. There are a ton of highly graded defensive backs in next year's draft. There's like seven guys that could be first-rounders. Oh, and that, that Tyrod versus Gilmore thing, we'll get to, man. We're, we're, we're going to get to that. But but think about this. You look at those, like how those contracts stack out, it's, it's almost like by the time the guys hit their third contract, they're on the downside anyways. And, you know, you're, you're, you're staggering across the board. Look at Jerry Hughes. Shaq Lawson. Now, Jerry Hughes was the guy to Mario Williams, big signing. You get what I'm saying? Right. And Jerry Hughes, because he was playing with Mario Williams, the way they probably sold to him was like, hey, man, truth is, is, uh, well, there's only X amount of dollars. So this guy's getting paid this. You're going to get paid this at a 55 mil year deal or something, whatever the hell it was, except for Mario's 100, you know, the big number that we see. And I think this team is building something that is such a tight foundation compared to what it felt like in the past. It felt like they were always trying to Band-Aid. Russ Brandon should have never been a GM. Marv Levy should have never been a GM. And speaking of, there's been some movement around the building as well. So, you know, some guys getting promoted. They brought another person from New Orleans. Look it up on buffalobills.com. I'm not pulling it up. I care, but I don't care right now for the sake of this discussion. But it's – don't you feel like they're building something like a, a tightly knit cloth? Now you have this quarterback that – Who? Tyrod? Ty, you got Tyrod Taylor that is actually even in preseason – we talk about it all the time, showing gains, you know, just correcting mistakes, correcting mistakes, getting better, getting better. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're saying he's been working on his game over the middle a lot, which is a spot where he kind of lacked last year. Now, you know, again, it's been pointed out recently, you know, he's not he's not a real tall dude for, for an NFL quarterback. He's like 6'1", to like Cordy Glenn, who is – just absolutely massive. I I don't know how tall he is. I think he's like six, 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 seven ish. He's a big dude. Six. Oh, I get what you're saying. I get so it. like, he's got to try to get over this this you know offensive line. He's not he's not huge back there, but he can get around. You got you you got him. You know what I mean. So. Well, David Lee was on. 
the John Murphy oh, show, yeah. and they were talking about yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning, how tall Peyton Manning is, and he's still on his plant leg, extends it as high up as possible to get over the line in the middle of the field. Now, the way I judged it, personally, and, and this is the way I go, is I might fend off the bullshit that I see getting shot, and I kind of thought Tyrod Taylor not throwing over the middle was that big of a deal. I really didn't give a shit. Like, when people started talking about it, I didn't give a shit because the kid was very productive. At the same time, there are a lot of times where the offense stalled. I don't really know, right. honestly. I didn't, I didn't watch the season again. I really can't feel – I didn't really feel it was all because of him. But at the same time – Right, but also, I mean, he's dangerous down the sidelines, but when that's his only option, you know – but that's how we it's, always, for the fiftieth time, it's easy reference. to get. It's easy to get used to, though. You know. What but I mean? you also reference that we always reference that Jets game where they finally did shit over the middle, and it worked out, and it worked out great. And now this kid's coming into camp, mini camp. You know, mini camp just wrapped up a few days ago, and and they're saying he came in on a different level. Like he is now, obviously, the starter. So he's getting all the reps. And when you got that kind of confidence behind you and you know that your work, he's already a hard worker if he's correcting his mistakes that fast. Unless he really is that gifted. But, you know, when you got your quarterback's coach saying a year ago in interviews that, like, Tyrod Taylor has a photographic memory. To me, that's awesome. Tyler Taylor sat on a bench for four years. He's developing how he's supposed to be developed. David Lee, the quarterback's coach, was just saying, hey, E.J. Manuel, he thinks, is peaking right now. Like, he's ready to, to go. What if E.J. Manuel gets an affordable um, – this is where I throw the shit on the wall. What if he got an affordable extension? Supposedly, oh, yeah. E.J. Manuel and Tyrod Taylor are like besties. I don't know. I'm sure they're listening. But, <laughs> you know, they're working on stuff all the time. And in preseason, E.J. Manuel showed a big lead. And that kid has a cannon. Cardale Jones is not even on the map. Don't even look at him. Put Cardale Jones right now in the same category of that guy that drafted Chan Gailey's first year, seventh round pick. The hell's his name? Doesn't matter. See what I did there? Call back. But <laughs> the kid's showing serious progression, Tyrod Taylor. And, and honestly, there's this debate between Tyrod Taylor, who is a quarterback correcting his mistakes very quickly. We've had our pick of the litter of quarterbacks to look at. Fitzpatrick, you weren't fixing his accuracy this far in the game. No. No. He, he is what he is. You know what you're getting. Right. Kyle Orton, I, 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 I'm I not one to crush Kyle Orton. It's very easy. because no, a guy, he'll, he'll just step back a couple steps and do it himself. It's very hard to sack <laughs> yourself. How do how did we not do this podcast a year earlier? Oh, my, because I just seem like the, You know what? I seem like the biggest Bills homer, but I was throwing flames everywhere at that guy. Oh, at the whole team on that, on that side of the ball. Because they're just not not the players, except for Orton sometimes. But really, how do you sack yourself? How do you fail at sacking yourself? 
All right. Anyways. To be fair, he never butt fumbled. It, it doesn't no, matter. No, I'm sorry, but I think trying to sack yourself seven times versus one butt fumble, like, I think three try to sack yourself equals one butt fumble. So, like, when you're at seven, you're mo- winning more than twice. Yeah, but nobody, nobody scored off sack yourself. Wait, they really scored off the butt fumble? Oh, yeah, the butt fumble went back for a touchdown. All right, so bring that ratio. Okay, he still has more, so we'll double it. I'm pretty we'll, sure. On my metrics, we'll double the scale. So, like, six sack yourselves equals one butt fumble? Well, he has, I don't know. He has, in my metrics, that on the game tape, I definitely watched again. Dave. Seven sack yourselves. He is still the bigger. Your metrics are shit. <laughs> Just look at the game tape. But yeah, this I whole, am not going to do that. That's what the professionals would do, and I refuse to stoop to their level. Yeah, we're just bloggers. Uh, we're just really into blogging and vlogging and I mean, vlogging. We got a website, numbillsfan.com. Ding, ding, ding. Act like you don't know. So you had this Tyrod Taylor, Stefan Gilmore debate going around. Who do you sign? Who do you like? You know what I think's going on? They felt out Stefan Gilmore, see what the deal is. Allegedly, the big headline is. He wants top cornerback money. Do you want to debate that or no? Because I'll tell you, let's ask the question. How many times has the Washington team fucked it up for free agents? Because if you're a general manager, you better have a damn asterisk next to anything the Washington Redskins do. So where are you at after that? Of course, I didn't look into the numbers. I've been a little busy selling the jet ski off my porch, and I'm not kidding. Yeah, it was there for a while. We're supposed to put a green screen behind it for videos, remember? Yeah. Uh, So much for that, flying on a jet ski in space with our Bills jerseys. I mean, you still have jet skis. Anyways, so, like, that is hilarious. Yo, I wouldn't want to buy a jet ski. It just needs a carb. It's got a sick paint job. It might run. Send an email to jetski at numbillsfan.com. But don't really, because that's not a real email address. <laughs> Stefan Gilmore is not... I, I, I don't know what to think about it. I think Stefan Gilmore peaked at the right time. He finally had the season we've expected from him. His rookie year, he showed a lot of promise. Second year, he had the club on his hand. Did not play well until Donnie Henderson got to him. I Actually, that might be a stretch. I mean, he... If you know, like, he wasn't because he didn't get to make that level, that jump to year two. It's I don't know if you can blame injury, whatever it was, but the last couple years, he's been... I, I've always thought he's been good. Oh no! Like, like I mean, pretty good. That like, corner, like, that corner they talk about everybody turning or not turning. He turned that corner. It's turned. And I think he would have turned it obviously earlier if he didn't get injured. I mean, if you're gonna tell me who's gonna have, even though they're different picks in a, in that draft. I or, mean, that's or, really the only thing you can. That's really the only thing you can say. You know that works against works against him is that he's gotten a little bit hurt pretty much every year. And wait, was he though? Did he get hurt last year? Yeah, he missed a couple games. No towards way. Towards the end of the season there, yeah. 
I am dumb. Are you sure? Somewhere, yeah. No, he definitely missed games last season. I, I, I don't remember what games. I don't, I don't remember when. But I definitely remember being like, oh, man. Darby's got to Darby's got to step it up, and he he did. Wait, I think it might I have do been, remember this. Might have been the second Jets game. Maybe. Well, the second Jets game was was game seventeen. Or week seventeen. Yeah, might have been. Might have been that one. Because McKelvin was back, and I don't. I don't remember. But I know he missed somewhere. Well, according to Vic Carucci, the Bills will go as high as twelve and a half or thirteen million per season on the. I would take that. And and you know what? I would too. And again, on on the John Murphy podcast, he had a guy on who was an agent, or actually, I believe, still is an agent. And it was. Uh, Really interesting because what he said was, it, it was, sorry, Joel Corey from CBS, and what Joel Corey was saying was, if you sign an extension, you're gonna free, he's due eleven million this year. Stephon Gilmore, there's a way you could turn that money into cash. You get what I'm saying? So they can give it with the Pagulas now. We can give them that money up front. You notice these guys are signing. Do you notice we're retaining people? This is something that we've made it to the playoffs once in 17 years, guy, when that call happens next year. That guy needs to understand that everything is so tightly woven that if you hammer out what Stephon Gilmore, what he wants, you have an idea. Now you go back to Tyrod Taylor, which is what we're talking about. Yes, we were debating if Gilmore's worth it. We know he's worth it. He is. He's younger than Norman. And, you know, the Redskins screwed it up. Greg Norman, I mean, he's got a couple years on on Stephon Gilmore. And the Redskins, again, in the Osweiler contract with the Texans, are inflated numbers. I'm sorry. You're telling me Fitzpatrick, who signed a a one-year deal with the Jets, Ran Changi's offense awesomely. Had targets to Decker and Brandon Marshall. Had had nice years, and they want him back, and he can't even get signed for like ten. <laughs> or they're offering him even lower than that. And this guy's been proven to last year set a franchise touchdown record. Well, what's Tyrod Taylor's number going to be? Because quarterbacks, I believe, can play longer. And if Tyrod Taylor ain't getting his bell rung the first four years being in the NFL, that brain is probably pretty damn healed. Yeah, no, he's you know probably, what I'm saying? He's probably ready to roll for a good 10 years, Here's years. what I think the play is. Now the reports are out. Hey, the Bills and Tyrod Taylor are talking again. Really? This is supposed to be the dead time. What's this tell me? This tells me, Mr. T-Leave guy, because this is why you're listening, because I don't agree with a lot of the theories out there. They're going to play it off. Tyrod Taylor, feel him out. Dude, what are you going to do? 
You already know Gilmore's number, and you can play both of it. Well, Rex needs elite corners in his defense. You want to have more opportunity? You succeed in Roman's offense. Roman likes to have a lot of tight ends out there. That's a lot of protection for that kid. Or you could look at it how we were saying. Well, he's a little short. He's a little tight end. How many receptions does Greg Olson have? There are different players than Charles Clay a little bit, but Charles Clay is an all-around very good tight end. He oh, blocks. He is willing to block. Stop looking at the receiving numbers. Stop. Don't be an idiot. Jimmy look Graham. At the, look at look at Jimmy Graham. Look we talked about Jimmy numbers. Graham. His receiving numbers were fucking mint. They were fine. Fifty something receptions. He missed a few games. I mean, come on, get out of here. But what I'm saying is, is we're talking about stack and talent here. This talent needs to be stacked. But you know what? I'm sorry. If this Seymour kid is really coming on, which we're saying he could be the steal of the draft, the sixth round pick. From USC, cornerback. Yeah, he he had eye surgery. We talked about it a couple podcasts ago. He could be the sleeper. Had eye surgery. The doctors tell him when he was at X's and O's, a little training camp thing, getting ready for he the said, combine. Yo, you, had, you're blind, kid. How you playing football, basically, is what they yeah, told him. Yeah, you must be really fast and a great athlete. To go, he goes, oh, yeah, I am. And he would consistently go over drills over and over and over again, I think, and he screwed up. But really, he could not see. Ray Charles out there playing cornerback. What if this kid is really showing some promise? You already got Roby inked up. That's your nickel guy, man. You ain't messing with Roby. But this is some great depth, and hopefully we can keep this going. But what if this kid could step up? I don't know. Let's see what the preseason brings. I mean, they got him playing in Gilmore's position right now mm-hmm. at minicamp. You know? They're throwing him to the wolves, just like they did Ronald Darby. They are throwing that kid to the wolves. If, they, if they're doing that, they see something in him. So, I mean, I'm I'm trying to be like realistic in my expectation because Ronald Darby got out there and made a huge impact right from the jump. I mean, uh-huh. his preseason was shaky, but as soon as that regular season came around, you were like, "Yo, this kid is sick!" And I you can't expect that out of every guy, especially when you're taking them with a sixth round pick instead of a second round pick. But you know. He'll probably play. So, I, so you're right. It, so, check this. Well, you lost McCollum, so he's definitely getting out there. But but also, Corey White. Did we lose him? Corey White's a guy that Rob Ryan likes. So, you know what I mean? Corey yeah. White. Corey White. Don't sleep on Corey White. Yeah, they're saying, they're saying you know, he's a really smart football player. Um, I mean, Rob Ryan had, had glowing reviews of the kid. And his work ethic. You and know? he recommended them. Follow, so Three years together they spent in New Orleans. So. Follow, follow me with this one. I guess he knows a little something, something. Just a little. Just a little bit. Follow, keep following me, though. So Where are we going? Take me there. If I had to choose between the two, honestly, I would, I would really say, you know what? Ink it up with Tyrod Taylor and figure out the rest from there because... Let Stephon Gilmore go somewhere and play in a different Yo, I, system and, yeah, and take yeah. that check. Go for it. Well, not go only, for it. Not only that, I would much rather have the task of drafting a defensive back the following year than have the task oh. of drafting a quarterback. Exactly. Or trying to wrangle one in free agency or work some project guy into, into playing shape. 
if you got a guy who can go out there and play quarterback, get it done, man. I mean, Doug, we know you're listening, Doug. Doug, good job. You're doing. You're, you're doing. You're doing great. Get Tyrod done. If you can get get Gilly, great. If he's got to go, he's got to go. It's business. I mean, we love him. It's no, a business. Like, like you're, you're, a, you're, you're part of the fam, Gilmore, bud. I know you're listening, but no, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. I, you gotta, I hate you gotta the idea. Of... I hate the idea of breaking up him, him and and Darby. Like, I want them to be like our Revis Cromarty thing that that Rex had going on in in New York back back in the day. There. If you if you follow what Joel Corey that from, one two punch man. If you follow what Joel Corey from. CBS Sports was saying this deal is going to get done probably around July 15th. He thinks it's going to get done. And that's when the big deals, we're hitting the dead time now in the NFL. That's when a lot of big deals happen was around July 15th. The Des Bryant deal last year, a couple other ones dropped. And frankly, they can afford it. There's a lot of cap room that opens up next season. There's a lot of cap room. I'm telling you. You people got to stop worrying about this shit. They're going to get both of them done. They've proven it. Signing Jerry Hughes right out the gate, the Pagula's first free agent, he stayed. You're not going to let a quarterback that's actually showing signs of improvement. And, and I shouldn't even say signs. He is improving game by game by game. And now he's coming in, firing on all cylinders. People are like, whoa, he's at a different level. He's being a quote-unquote leader. He's leading guys by example. He's right, I mean, right in the locker room after Ed Reed is there working every, out. Yeah, everyone's saying how six in the morning. Yeah, that's what I was gonna get at. Everyone's saying how how solid his work ethic is. How he shows up early, leaves late, puts in so much effort. And you don't get there and make that kind of change if you do not obsess it over it. He is getting off the field. He must be consistently thinking about this crap. Yeah, I'll about take that. Ball. I'll take that over a Johnny Manziel. Any I'll day. take that over any I will take that out of a quarterback or out of out of a quarterback that's showing improvement than a cornerback any day of the year. I shouldn't pick on Johnny. That boy needs help. I don't care about Johnny right now. Low low hanging fruit. I, I sh- Yeah, I should he's leave too it easy. I should leave that alone. I the poor you guy. should feel awful. I hope he gets the help. You should cry yourself to sleep. I'm not gonna. You should, I, just, hit up your, you should just hit up your dad for a trust fund. For some more trust fund money or something. Where am I gonna spend that 35 cents? <laughs> <laughs> You're not... I, I really don't see the bill. I see the bills getting it done. If what this Corey guy's saying is correct... You take that eleven million dollars, you throw it on to the to the extension, and you, you or you give it to him cash a little bit, you know, it, up front. You have room next year. It just it it's gotta get done. It's gotta get done because Rex Ryan and Ronald Darby are very integral pieces of this defense. And if Rex wants to put everything on the line, and they're bringing in all these extra damn coaches, it's like these coaches have assistants every single position. Like, it's wild, it seems like, you know? So, I understand that they're talking to both sides, to wrap that up. They're talking to both sides. They're negotiating. Tyrod Taylor needs this. Gilmore needs this. You two here. We're stacking talent, stacking talent, stacking talent. And Doug Whaley's talked about how they have a system that they, where they they put value on, on, you know, 
a that positional could also be basis. the PR thing that he has to say. But no, I mean, and that's no, but that. but back to what I was saying, you you got a much you got a much higher percentage of coming across a successful defensive back than you do a successful quarterback. They're not just out there. If this guy can lead this team, if this guy can play in this offense with the with the guys he has around him, you gotta you gotta maintain that that working relationship. You gotta get you gotta get your quarterback what he needs. I don't think they're gonna lose him again. That has to be, but I mean, for and this is pretty much any team, even with a run first offense in place, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with everyone saying run first, run first with us, because I think, I think Roman does a great job of mixing it up. Did you know a Bills player got pregnant? Don't even. So I told Diki here. You're gonna. Right on the board for our little notes. Carlos got fat. It's fucked up, Dave. And I don't know if you know this, but Deacon likes a little thicker, so he wrote Carlos a little thicker. Man, you can't just go around calling a guy fat, man. It's not nice. It isn't nice. Well, essentially, he's so over... Carlos Williams is so overweight right now that... They are worried about hamstring injuries if he loses all that weight that quick. Essentially. Like, you're, you're worried about injuries. And what is the one problem the Bills have had? Yo. Last year, injuries. Like, you know what? How do you get that big? How there's do you a, get that big? Five weeks before camp. There's, there's a lot of heavy people with good things in their heart, Dave. Are they playing for the Buffalo Bills as a number two running back? No. I'll treat him to Golden Corral because I like it too. I can play running back if I want to. No, you can't. I played you a Madden. Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> it's awful. Just awful. All right, anyways. So, Carlos Williams is a little thicker. Disappointed the team. That means that other Williams kid they got out of Arkansas is climbing up the depth chart. Okay, and he's looking real good at camp. Like, he gets it. So, Preston Brown has been picking on Carlos Williams, I guess, just poking fun at him, which is good. He deserves it. But I'm sure I, – I just wonder, like, why can't they just run him at his weight? Why don't you just give him – all right, what's their 40 time? Did they do that? They got to have a 40 time. If he's still running a 4-4, hey, man, I would have complained if you hand a rock to Marcel Darius. Yeah, just, just saying. Yeah. Oh. Just just bulk him up a little bit more. Let him be let him be Jerome Bettis. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> Carlos, we know you're listening, man. We hope you're not offended. Dave's an asshole. I never called you fat. And if you want to go out to eat, man, my treat. I'll get some wings. You can have a couple brewskis. Can you cover the tip though? And like my options are limited. I was thinking Sonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they have a value menu. It would be my first time going too, but I'd love to try it out. My my treat, there's a there's a seven dollar limit. <laughs> For both of us and Dave. <laughs> oh, you're not invited. For both of us? Could you get the tax? <laughs> I, I know this isn't the tip one, so I was thinking since we didn't go to a diner, 
that you could still chip in something. I mean, I did drive us here. Yo, I got two buy one, get one free coupons, so we're going to have to order separate, but we can sit together. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, God, I just channeled my mother. I got two coupons. You'll have to get in line behind me. That's uh, ultimate. Bro. Anything else on, on the offense I think going on is the wide receiver battle for number three. So Robert Woods was really messed up last year. Both sides of the groin injured. Didn't complain about it. Played through it. And I know that if I... That's one sore taint. I know if I... Yeah, how does he do any of that? He's got to have enough money. I don't know, he's a second round pick. But I mean, how much could it cost to have like a custom toilet just for groin injuries? If I had a groin injury, I'd go... Give me the damn hydraulic lines. Let's run some shit. Because I am, no pun intended, I am not squatting and getting up for no reason. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So when Have you... Have that toilet lift wh- up to your ass. To wh- kind of stand... <laughs> like, I, I would stand and do it. So what you would do is you would almost squat just a little bit. I'm, I'm so sorry. You, would... you guys have to listen right. to this. So the toilet would go up in the top of the seat. As you're standing there, it would hit under your butt cheeks, and then you would just kind of like lean back. Yes, there's still more effort, but it ain't a full squat. This guy probably didn't have that. All right, Thomas Edison, moving <laughs> on. But this guy, for, for no God's sake, are we on with your with your? Are we on 49 minutes? We're wait. We started this podcast. But think about it, man. Yeah, we're on 49 minutes. We started this podcast. I got here at 4 p.m. It's 1047. I had to sell a jet ski off the porch. I gave you a warning. You know I talk a lot. You gave, you gave me a warning after I, I was already here. You're talking to a guy who thinks his thoughts are so important that he decided to start a podcast. Like, are you out of your fucking mind? Do you know yeah. where you are right now? Yeah, I'm in. My ass- ego's obviously I'm in, inflated. I am an asshole. And, I think I am. I, and I'm I, serving a life sentence. I, yes, listeners, send help. I'm here against my will. <laughs> I'm gonna try to be serious. So, anyways, Robert Woods are saying his explosion is just like off the charts. Like, like the kid is looking like a different animal. Coincidence, contract year at the same time. I think there's a maturity to these guys. It just kicks into gear, and you know what? I'm glad that the Bills are confident in this kid. I'm confident in him, and I hope he stays. Like, what else do you want in a number two receiver? And I hate to call him a number two because I think it's degrading. I think he's a, a good receiver. He just plays on the other side of the field. And guess what? All the kids get a trophy. No. Don't get me started. Think about it, though. Robert Woods is looking solid, and then... No, he, he's a bad motherfucker. He's really... No, he really is. He He's a tough kid. To play through those injuries and still play tough on the field, he had one block for a touchdown. Who Was that for McCoy? That touchdown, or was that Tyrod Taylor's touchdown? I think it was Tyrod Taylor. I think it was Tyrod. Touchdown run. He took out two people in one block. He just, like, popped the dude. 
into the guy behind him as they were both running. I, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, you yeah. Got man, he's, I mean... he's awesome. He is awesome. And I remember... He's a gritty, he's a gritty baller, man. He's a player. I can't wait to see what Robert Woods has in store for him, you know. But keep in mind, he's if you're gonna have receivers out there, Greg Roman's gonna use a lot of tight ends. He's gonna use a lot of tight ends, and this is some of the tea leaves I'm gathering from Charles Clay's comments and interviews where he's saying. Uh, actually, it but was not only the tight ends. You've got a couple of these big wide receivers coming up in this battle too on the number three. Yeah, spot. but I'm saying like formation wise, though, it's not gonna. This it, Hankerson kid is all right, man, and Des Lewis has been making a ton of noise. Yeah, they're saying Des Lewis made a huge jump, like enormous jump. And I think they, I think they knew. I think they knew from from the jump. I think that's why they brought him in in the first place. Honestly, well, he came from a small school, and they're saying Chris Brown was saying they, for they for made him a to point of talking him team. away on that practice squad. Though I think they knew they had a guy that could could play. You never know. I think I think we're gonna see him make this. I think we're gonna see him make this roster. But it's all gonna be different when people start getting hit, man. That's when it's gonna be different. That's when people, true. How many times we sit here in the offseason and go, like, "Oh, I gotta chuck this guy out." And then, and then you're like, how the hell did Chris Hogan make the team? That guy looks so promising. That guy, well, it's because Chris Hogan was a tough dude. Chris Hogan put in the work. Chris Hogan did a lot of work. That's why he made the team. Chris Hogan was very consistent. Yo, that's why Chris Hogan just signed a $12 million deal. With the best quarterback I'll, ever known to football. Albeit. And with, coach. With a team that can. That's my D. Yes. Or Flick. Whatever, if you're one of those. Yeah. Um, but you don't just. <laughs> I just. I can't with this fucking guy. <laughs> there's got to be something to it. There's got. I, I just can't wait to see it. And don't sleep on Greg Salas. That kid is coming up. Yeah, he. They, they're they're saying Greg Salas is. I can't. Red. I can't wait for preseason. I can't. I want to see all these. I want to see all these receivers. I want to see where EJ Manuel's at. I want to see Jones get out there and throw the deep ball. Man, that kid can throw. I'm excited for preseason football. I can't wait to watch Game Four. Oh, I know. Cardale Jones. Yeah, no, now Game Game Three. Game Three of Week Three of preseason is my favorite week. Not this year. We got Cardale Jones to look at Game Four. Oh, I know. I know. Thank you, Bills. Look what the Bills did. They make me actually want to go to these useless preseason games. Oh, I mean. That I, I don't even want to go got, to. We got training camp basically down the street. You know from what us. sucks about training camp? I'm not riding the damn bus this year. Because I'll go during, like, we know how I do. I'll go during, during work hours. I'm going to park somewhere else and ride a bike. Oh. Actually, that's what Tim Avery was saying. My friend Tim Avery, shout out, Tim. Looks at Bug Jar in Rochester, New York. Tim Avery is a great human being. Love Tim Avery. Kid freaking goes, hey, man, you want to go to Kansas here? I go, yeah. I'm sick of riding a damn bus, though, because it's it's a miserable ride. I'm sorry. It, it's a good time. Yeah. But but if you're on, I want to go there all the time. Like, I'm obsessed, clearly. Like, I, I want to go, like, daily. It's just I'm going to have to ride a bike in for me. Everybody else, go there. It's a great time, you know, experience. But for me, i got to be in and out. I kind of run a little business here. Um, outside of this podcast that makes us millions of dollars, 
But, like, I got shit to do, man. I got to do stuff. My ADD is off the charts. I'm not about to send a damn school bus. Don't let this guy fool you. He ain't going nowhere that ain't the Starbucks drive-thru. I love Starbucks. Okay. Tim Hortons does not make me feel good. Oh, and could could you imagine if when we went to the Ralph they were if they were doing like a Starbucks giveaway instead of a Tim Hortons free coffee? Yeah, you wouldn't shit your pants. Oh, I I'm do you think I get that free coffee? I won't drink that unless you make me. Well, I usually get the stadium cup, which is like I forgot how much. But you get a free refill, so I feel like I'm winning. And you get to keep the cup as a souvenir. But I cracked one of them, so now I use it for storage in the van. I think I put pens in there. Because <laughs> you all care. Anyways. Look at, look at Dave going green over here. Buffalo Bills defense. Yo. Come on. Let's Numbillsfan.com. <laughs> Eco-friendly. All day long. Bottom to top, baby. All day long. Greenbillsfan.com. What a bad joke. The Bills defense. Carbon footprint is shit, Dave. Rob Ryan. <laughs> hey, I'm trying here. Rob Ryan. We talk Robbie. about Rob. Ryan. Our man Rob. We Stop talked bro. about. We know you're listening. We know you're listening. We talked about Rob Ryan last podcast um, with the New Orleans native and Matt Brunson. We reset that earlier from Crowbar. Check it out. Last podcast. And we pretty much went over, all right, well, Rob Ryan's on the screen more than a head coach. He's got to be a big deal, or they just love characters. And he's a character because for some reason in the NFL world, a guy saying what the fuck is really on his mind is news. Instead of Doug Maroning it, drink. Doug Maroning it, drink again. His way out of it, which is not say shit. Or doing the Dick Duran, which is look like you're already dead. At the presser. What? <laughs> so, you know, it. We kind of dickies. They just kind of propped him up there. Yeah. It, like a lot of starch. A lot of starch. <laughs> I think behind him they put, they put like, uh, someone's crutch. Oh, you know? shit. There's blood dripping out of his ear again. <laughs> Get the gauze. <laughs> Grab the gauze. Meanwhile, they're trying to drag T.O. to the podium, and he won't go. <laughs> you know? So, they're like, what the hell? We, we paid you to be loud and obnoxious. Get over there, boy. This was supposed to be our best PR move, but really the best PR move was hiring Rex Ryan, and it's awesome. And now we have a daily dose, but one with more of a southern draw. <laughs> I love it. You seen you seen Vic's article this week about how he wants Rex Ryan to stay as head coach because the content just flows so easy. His job is easy because Rex Ryan just keeps talking. It's yeah, so it's great. We won the off season. He knew that would be the headline. Rex Ryan is a genius. Are you kidding me? He's probably like, hey man. What Rex Ryan is trolling all of us. He is a either that or he is just a glutton for punishment. No, he, he doesn't give a it. fuck. That's the best part. That's the best part. That really is. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you who's calling the defensive plays. Or I'm calling them. Sure you are. I'm always gonna take the blame. Why am I gonna take the blame? 
Because you ain't going to fire me that easy, bitch. You ain't getting rid of me. You ain't getting rid of me. I'm here. I'm getting paid some good money. I know know Doug Marone's still getting paid, but I'm getting paid good money. We got the Buffalo Bills. It's a 53-man roster with a 93-person coaching staff, and that's just the defense. I love it, though, because they're bringing in these parts. And these in these guys are they're 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 talking. You you I love hearing the stories of of Rob Ryan. Rex is ripping on him to get a life that he needs to stop sleeping in the office at night. You know Rob Ryan staying overnight to understand how the systems that they had together in Arizona with his father has evolved. You know that the really understanding the different. They're trying to get on the same page. I love it. It's not. We're holding tight, and we're going to do whatever. No. You got Marcel Darius saying he likes being in pretty much the same system again, which you can say failure or not. When Ed Reed, great, great interview with Ed Reed, or presser with Ed Reed on buffalobills.com. Great. So much gold. So much gold in there. 15 minutes of awesome. A little insight in how it was on the Ravens, everything. And he pretty much called it how it was. He was real as hell. Yeah, he. I mean, he made a lot of good points about how the team struggled with lack of communication last year. Um, what it's far to say is if these guys aren't talking, they're not in position, essentially. Um, his, his hands-on approach to coaching... I think it's really gonna help at least at least, you know, the back the back portion of this defense just come alive. We've we've talked about this a bunch of times now. How Rex Ryan utilizes corners. He needs corners for the for this system to work. He needs to be multiple. He needs guys who can play man coverage, can blitz, can do do whatever. And I just love that we got Ed Reed out here helping these guys learn, I guess, learn to speak Rex's language, basically, is how, how I want to put that. You know, break... He, he's going to help them get over that hump of not not having the voice on the field the way it needs to be. Um, you know, he had he had a quote, and I guess I'm paraphrasing now, but he said that, you know, players were coming up to him and being like, oh, yeah, you know, last year during practice you could hear a pin drop out there. Yeah, from the offensive side. Yeah. I mean. What? No. That's that's what he's talking about, communications. It can't mean Ray Lewis and I, we just communicated. We had this thing down, and. I'm putting on the game tape here, and but, I'm not I mean, that's it. what stands. That's what stands out to me about about Ray Lewis right there. As much as any play he ever made was like his presence out there. He's out there directing traffic, waving his arms. You can hear him yelling through the TV set. Like he got those guys a where they needed to be, lined up on the lined up on the right guys, and b yeah, I'm fired up. I can't complain about it. It's almost like Ed Reed is just paid to chill. You know, Ed Reed is paid to be around. And when Ed Reed is saying, yeah, coach is telling me I can count on one hand 
how many times Super Bowl came off stairs to ask about the defense. And then he rambles on, rambles on right after that. Yeah, there's no, you know, guys are, are, are not communicating. There's misassignments. There's, there's no effort sometimes. But I mean, just, it's just it's so it's so dope to have a hands-on coach. He's in he's in the building early. He's working out with these guys when he can. One of the most respected players in the last twenty years. Oh, I mean, he was elite at his position. And and they even you know made mention of this in that interview. He was essentially coaching before he was done playing. You know, right? Making nachos and Rex gives him a call. I mean, dude is no, no. I'm saying when he was still playing with the no, Ravens, no, like I know. he was on that I field. Know, he was on that field, basically, like, like he was the go-to. You know, he's he's your supervisor at work. It, when you got a question, you go to you go to Coach Ed. Right, right, and he talks about Aaron Williams in there, and and the promise he's showing, and yo, I'm so glad to see him coming out there and. And playing football and just not not broken from the neck down. I was I was flipping out when he got hurt last year because I really I really like that dude. I thought he was playing a little. Uh, he that that Patriots game he was, he was out of his mind and Donny Henderson he saw him trying to calm him down. I think it was Donny Henderson. I mean, calming him down. The whole like, team was fired up. There was a. There was a lot on the line, and you know that was a that was a unique game. You know, I just you hope had... last year was everything that that we want, which is them growing from it. That's what I hope last year is, and and if not, that sucks. I want I want this team to grow like Tyrod Taylor did game to game. Keep rolling, keep rolling, keep progressing, keep progressing, and when you got this defense getting lined up on the same page now, now it's an open dialogue between everybody, and they're talking about. Rob Ryan is raving about Preston Brown, saying how he thinks he's going to be awesome. And you got Reggie Ragland, Rob Ryan is saying, is not behind at all. In fact, on the same page. You know, he's not behind. He's caught up. Yeah, I mean, shaping up, shaping up well from, uh, you know, all the accounts I've seen. Again, let's see what happens even in the preseason. Let's see. We'll, we'll be able to tell the communication and where guys are lined up at training camp. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see what has on the pads go on. I, it's going to, if everything that the coaches are telling us really, and, and yeah, they're going to hype themselves even if they really think they suck. It's, I mean, they're going to do that. But I feel they're being genuine when you got – Guys being by, by name, Preston Brown, Raglan, they're really showing this thing up. Like, that's awesome. I feel like we're not losing anything. Yeah, Bradham's gone. That sucks. Like, Ron Brooks is gone. That sucks. A lot of people, you know, the, the experts say that those are some big losses. McKelvin, Ron Brooks, Bradham, and not underestimate them in, in, in opinions I'm saying of, say, Chris Brown of the Bills and John Murphy. I really respect those guys, obviously. But I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting too many eggs into the, I'm hoping that the Seymour kid is showing a lot of promise 
But what's that mean on special teams? At the same time, they brought in two guys just for special teams purposes. Yeah, I mean, that that's a whole nother... That's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show, I mean... I would love to have a show about special teams. I mean, it, it's incredible. You know, you look at the sheet, and even easily who we look at like a great special teamer, it's not like he has a bunch of tackles. But if you watch, I love watching the games at the stadium because you get to see what the hell's happening. They pay attention to easily when he's not on, when he's out there. When he's not on the field, the special oh, teams a, felt like it lacked he's a lot. Always the first one to the ball, man. And Ron Brooks is actually a pretty good special teamer. Yeah, he was a great special teamer. He very underrated. I, out of the bunch, I think he probably might have. He was probably the biggest loss we had. He had a couple dumbass penalties over the last couple of years yeah. on that. Like, but again, it's an emotional game. It is what it is. I have the rule of: Are you being an asshole or not? If you're being an asshole, you deserve the flag. If it was a, like you got your hands up kind of thing, accidentally happens, you know, whatever. Oh, one last thing. Not even on. Do you have anything else on the defense? Nah. So just something funny, real quick. Do a little R and D for the show today. And the latest PR move, the best PR move I have ever seen in my life. Oh, From a guy boy. with a domestic abuse charge. <laughs> the headline on CBSSports.com <laughs> is so funny because 10 years ago and maybe even 4 years ago, they wouldn't be talking like a damn teenager and putting this shit on the headline. But when you got asswipes trying to dab, and I'm an asswipe, but I ain't trying to dab. When you got, like, six-year-old news ladies, ah, I'm learning I'll, how to dab. Shut up. I'll do it, Dad. Here's how Greg Hardy is aggressively attempting to make people like him. The former Cowboys defensive end loves kids. Everyone. <laughs> and then they show him his, his profile on Facebook. What the hell is that banner at the top called? The cover photo. Why are you slapping your phone on the... Because it's broken. Deacon forgets we're on a podcast. It's broken, brother. So can we fix it after? Oh, my God. No, I have to hit it so it works. Greg Hardy's profile. He's got the little banner at the top, and it's him in the background, and I swear, it is the perfect mix of ethnicities in this picture. It's, like, so PC, it's not even funny. It's awesome. Whoever's idea this was, Greg, whatever agent you got now, I don't know if it was the one that fucked you up before or just didn't do a good job covering up your bullshit, whatever you want to call it. I mean, if Adrian Peterson could go from beating kids and you just did your thing, I mean, which is pretty damn bad, pretty damn bad, hey, you might be on to something. Keep posting pictures with you and kids. This is some bullshit. <laughs> Yo. This is some bullshit. Do you think the those kids almost look photoshopped in the picture? Do, do you think those kids know what he did? No. They'd be if, terrified, if they go, right? If they go, hey, if the teacher goes, hey, this kid hit your somebody, your mom, like your mom. This kid hit your mom. These kids would be like, huh? Ew, get away from me. They'd be like, why aren't you signing an NFL team? You're elite. Why well, just not getting a shot? Why? Why? Well, the first question all these kids are going to ask, why aren't you on a team? 
What what team do you, you play for? You tell me one of these fucking kids don't have a cell phone out of one, two, three, four, five. I feel bad for the kid who hasn't got chopped off by his profile pic. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. So much for no child left behind hey. behind your profile. Out of twenty three kids, one of them has to have a cell phone. And, so and know much how to for use. no child left behind. You forgetting what comes after sixteen. <laughs> not, ladies and gentlemen, that is the highest he's ever counted. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you had one kid with the cell phone out of 23, or if that's now 22, one other kid's got to know how to use Google, and one other kid's got to know how to type, or all the kids could just ask the teacher <laughs> to, to Google it. I'm sorry. It's like... Hello, children. My name's Greg Hardy. I love you! And I have to take this picture for my community service. Look it. It didn't work out too well for my... I went, I went to court and the judge says we gotta take this photograph. So just stand there quietly or I'm gonna throw you on some guns. That is awful, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. Good job. But don't be like Michael Jackson. That's creepy. What, dead? No, hang out with kids too much. Then we build a roller coaster. You probably had a childhood. No. You did it. Michael Jackson was famous for so long. They couldn't handle no fucking childhood. Michael Jackson did not get to go drill basketball. Just ask him. I remember Michael Jackson was in Space Jam. Uh huh. You know? That was awesome. Yo, I'm still waiting for this Space Jam Dude, sequel. That Michael Jackson Space Jam video. That song and video are awesome. Jordan's in the warehouse, just doing Yo, his Jordan. Everything about Space Jam is fucking awesome, Dave. Suffer Space Jam 2. I'm done here. Greg Hardy, I guess you're doing the right thing. I'll be honest with you. I'm such Don't a homer. hurt those kids. I, I, I'm such a homer that if he came to the Bills for some reason, you know, he sat down with Kim Pagula. And they talked it out. And no, I don't think this guy's coming here. Ever. I mean, we can't afford him. Look at the cab number right now. You can laugh out loud, man. I know my jokes are great. This whole Greg Hardy thing was a joke. We don't mean it. Okay? Don't be taking our shit a few years from now when we got big time jobs like doing drywall and delivering pizzas. You know, like, don't be telling our people that shit, you know? Like, this is just a joke. It, kids are great. The kids are smiling. At least the ones who are fortunate enough to look at the camera and not be behind his profile picture. Uh, we're done here. NumbillsFan.com. Find me, NumbillsFan, on Twitter. Do you have any last thoughts? Oh, wait. I'm David Palermo. And I'm glad this is over. <laughs> Shut it off, Dave. Find him at numbillsadamd on Twitter. That's yours truly, Adam Deacon. Numbillsfan.com.